0: perfect um all right let's get doc in let's see if he's in he's ready to roll Uh, oh man oh man what's going on
1: hey man how are you (laughs) you know i've just been sitting here playing guitar listening to you tonight
0: i'm getting some uh some flashbacks from from our our christmas holiday this past weekend uh i spent it with you and the family at the house and uh and you over on the guitar was a f- familiar sight for me.
1: Yeah, we had a great Christmas. A great <laughs> Christmas
0: thing. Uh, So are you going to play the whole show? Is that what this show is, or are we going to answer some questions? How's, how's it going to go? Uh, let's
1: just answer questions. How about that?
0: Answer questions. And uh, uh, first of all, tell the, tell the crew what you're working on. What, what songs are you working on? I know oh, I know um, they're
1: interested. I have been working on this Led Zeppelin acoustic song called That's the Way. I've been learning that during Christmas, and it's kind of a neat song, really. I don't sing, but I play guitar. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Well, Doc, uh, has your day been okay so far? It's been great. Yeah, you know we're we've been off this week, so it's been fun.
0: Uh, Motaz was was wanting a guitar clip anyway, so uh, so we we might just have to record a clip here in a second, and uh, that way everybody can can get a. Uh, a dose of, uh, of, of, a of a guitar, um, melody.
1: A they guitar- won't be impressed. They will not be impressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready to roll? You ready to get some
1: questions? I yet? feel comfortable with it. It's like part of me, you know,
0: I know I, know, I know. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, guys, we're going to get to your health and wellness questions. Uh, doc, Dr. Rogers is in the building. Uh, if you have a question, go ahead and put that in the comments. I've got my eye on Facebook as well as Instagram uh, for any last-minute questions. Uh, we're going to get to every single one this evening. Happy holidays, everybody. Hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, and we're going to start off with, um, with a doozy here. Uh, I heard Candace Owen saying this week that some doctors think Botox leads to early dementia if used long-term. What do you think? This is it. This is a very interesting one. I'm thankful for this question. What's what's up with this?
1: Wow, I've never heard of that. Um, you know, gosh, I hope it doesn't. You know, otherwise, I'm going to be demented. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I just don't believe it. I mean, how long have they been using Botox? Probably. Let's see. I I got out of medical school in '84 out of my residency in 87 and they were using it right, right. As I got out. So it's in the latter part of the eighties, it's been used since then for, uh, you know, for cosmetic reasons. And since that time, they use it for a lot of different stuff. It just used to be for wrinkles, but, um, gosh, they use it now for a ton of useful things like migraine headaches and, um, gosh urinary leakage they they do it for sweating hyperhidrosis um they use it for a ton of reasons um we use it for a lot of different reasons right um but we use it for tmj syndrome um but you know it's been around for so long, people think of it as affecting your neurotransmitters, but it really doesn't. It really just affects the the muscles. It does temporarily paralyze muscles so that um, you won't wrinkle. Actually it was it was discovered by a I think she was a Canadian ophthalmologist. Um This guy came in and he had this terrible tick in his eyes. I kept blinking, you know how a tick is, or you just can't stop. And so she decided to use a poison on him. Botox is poison to to poison the nerve in that area. So she injected it in the lateral part of the, uh, canthus, which is near the eyelid and it cured the tick. Mm, But she also noticed that his wrinkles were gone on that side of his face. So there came Botox, <laughs> you know, don't you wish you'd have thought of that? So, um, no, I don't find much credence in that unless, you know, it's, so it's been used since the late eighties. That's been, you know, 30 plus years without anything that I've ever heard of like that. I mean, you could get some bruising with it. And if you don't know where to shoot it, you could get some facial drooping and things, but, um, uh, I just don't put much credence. Who's Candace Owens anyway? Is that that politician? Uh, Who's it, Candace Owens?
0: It's a, she's a she's a um a talk show host. Uh, she puts out a, a lot of content on I think the Daily Wire, things of that nature. Um, but she was mentioning a, a doctor who had uh who had said okay. something of 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 this nature. So uh so that's something that we'll we'll look into more yeah. and um you know it's it's an yeah. interesting discussion to say the least.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm kind of an open skeptic, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Unless I see some but I haven't seen anything in the 35 years of using it to to suggest that at all. But um I don't think there's any evidence that it, that it has. Okay. But um there's a lot of reasons for getting dementia. And that, that's not the top of the list, that's for sure. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you hear these things and um, people kind of get out of their lane and they, they um, promote things and they're not really a medical doctor and they, they say stuff like that that gets people scared and all. But I'm a big believer in staying in your lane, you know. That's what Elon Musk should have done instead of buying Twitter for $40 billion, you know, why he did that, I don't know. But since, since he did that, Tesla stock has lost 60 to 70% of its value because he bought Twitter. So I'm I'm saying stay in your lane, do what you know, and don't get outside your lane. And
0: And, and D-Lynn is right. She, she is, she's an author as well. I actually, I enjoy it. I I don't know. I like a lot of her content. Um, so it's interesting. We will we will keep uh, keep that in mind and kind of stay on top of that. I, I, I'll, I'll need to, to read that story. Uh, but yeah. let's let's move on here. Let's go to essential tremors. This is one that came up last week, and uh, I know we wanted to talk a little bit more about it this week. Uh, what would be good for essential tremors? How are you looking at this in the office?
1: Um, yeah, we see a lot of essential tremors. They're pretty common. Um, Nobody really knows what causes them, but um, they seem to be inherited. Um, And it's, you know, a lot of people worry that they have Parkinson's disease when they get this and that kind of tremor, but they're totally different types of tremors. Um, You know, it's more of a resting tremor um, than an intentional tremor. But, uh, you know, I use a lot of beta blockers for that, small doses of beta blockers like propranolol um and those type of things you, you know you can get essential tremors it can make your head shake it can make your voice trim tremble and but most of the time um it's it's a hand tremor that, that i see and usually a beta blocker can help calm it down i also tell my patients to avoid a lot of caffeine and alcohol because that can make it worse stress can make it worse lack of sleep some people use some natural things that I don't know if it helps or not, but some people claim that it does, like GABA or valerian root, uh, maybe skull cap, which kind of indirectly affects uh, neurotransmitters. Um, but uh, so I would say beta blockers, they, they work pretty well, but to keep the dose low because beta blockers can, can make you tired and uh, make your heart rate go down too low. So that's the reason you use a really low dose. Um, back when I used to assist in surgery, uh, there was a particular neurosurgeon when he would uh, be getting, you know, he spent all these hours getting to the, the aneurysm and he needed to clip an aneurysm off. Uh, he would have the nurse give him a sublingual beta, small dose of a beta blocker before he made that uh, final clip because it's so delicate that if you're trembling, uh, you could mess up really bad. So I've seen it used in those cases too, but so try a little Inderol, which is a prescription medicine. And if you want to just go totally natural, you could try GABA, valerian root, skull cap, maybe passion flower, I think's in there. Uh, some of those things.
0: Uh, really, really thoughtful question. Thank you so much, uh, for, for putting that in last week, and uh, just wanted to to talk more about because I know it affects a lot of people. Um, our next couple questions are going to be around semaglutide and mangero. Um y- You've talked about this as being, you know, one of the you know wonder medications of the decade, and 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 I know it's going to be something that we continue to talk more and more about. So um, so let's go ahead and uh, take on these next couple questions around it. Uh, semaglutide injections, which includes stuff like Mongero, Ozempic, Victoza, uh, there are warnings that can, that they can cause thyroid cancer. What are your thoughts on that? And I know you got thoughts around, you know, some of these warnings on labels. Go ahead and kind of, you know, yeah. riff on that. A bit. Um,
1: well, you know, that, that's really, um, they have to put that on there, but actually I think there was maybe one rat that developed, um, medullary cancer, the thyroid. Now, um, you know, if you had to choose a cancer to get and semiglutide is not going to cause thyroid cancer, but, um, the one cancer, if you, you want to get a good kind of cancer, get thyroid cancer, but they're usually papillary cancers, a follicular, I mean, medullary cancer, the thyroid, which I think was found in one rat that was on that in the trials, um, had that, but, it is so rare in humans that um, a lot of endocrinologists have never seen a case. My brother did a ton of thyroid surgery uh, on his patients, and he never saw a case of medullary thyroid cancer. They're out there, but it's rare, and it's not going to cause it. If you've had that, you don't want to – or anybody in your family's had that really rare form of cancer, you might want to stay away from it just because of the RAT study. Um but or another thing called MEN syndrome number two, multiple endocrine neoplasia, which is a, a, a bunch of endocrine tumors at the same time, cancers. If you have had that, you want to avoid that, um, or anybody in your family. Again, rare as hen's teeth. Um, so those are a couple warnings. But, again, I would not um, not take it just because of that warning, um, because it's, it's just not gonna cause it in you, uh, basically is where I look at it. Um, but that's the the thoughts I have about uh, about that. But semiglutide uh, is a really good, uh, it should be the drug of the decade, I think. It has so many different uses. Of course, it's a diabetic medication, uh, but we use it 10 to one for weight loss over diabetics, really, because most people, or insulin resistant, they need to lose weight so they won't become a diabetic. Um, So uh, that's something you have to think about. The main thing, the main warning that you should hear about semiglutide um, or ozempic mangero are if you have a history of pancreatitis, you don't want to take it. Um, And I have seen it cause one or two cases of that you know, you recognize it, you stop it. But so you need to warn people about that. And they have, if they have a history of recurrent pancreatitis, you don't want to use that. Um, now, if it's a case of gallstone pancreatitis, and they get their gallbladder out, it's fine. But um, so that is more of a really need to heed that warning better uh, than, than the worried about uh, thyroid cancer majorly thyroid cancer That's just not something you really should worry about unless you have a history of that yourself or your family um, but uh, the pancreatitis could be a real thing so if you it, it's going to cause a little nausea in most people but a severe mid-epigastric pain that's severe and you're vomiting stop it and, and you know get checked out with a couple of blood tests that can tell us whether that was a little episode of pancreatitis but you know, I've prescribed it thousands of times. I I think I may have seen one or two cases of pancreatitis that resolved when you you stop it. But um, man, it's a great, great drug. It's the cardiologists are using it to prevent heart disease, heart failure, coronary artery disease. The the GI docs are using it to uh, reverse non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So it's to me, it's the drug of the decade for sure. Um, and I'm reading a comment here by yeah. Chuck.
0: And I wanted to put this up from, from Chuck uh, on Facebook, just one to congratulate him. Uh, that's amazing. Losing almost 40 pounds, uh, and starting in August is awesome. So, congrats that to Chuck. That is
1: amazing. I hope your family doctor congratulated on that. Yeah, yeah, that
0: no, one. totally. Uh, his A1C is, is 5.8, fasting blood sugar runs around 78. Uh, super proud of you, man. Super proud of Chuck. Good. And I'm also putting that up there just to encourage, you know, the the people who are with us live, um, who are who are thinking, you know, of of starting something like, you know, Monjero Ozempic, um, and that's really what these next couple questions uh, are around. Some of the, you know, some of the things to to watch out for. So, uh, and those are things that we need to talk about. Um, this came up, uh, last week. I'm sorry. I didn't get to this last week. Um, is it normal for the liver and kidney test to come back high after taking Mongero? Uh, this person, uh, got these tests, uh, after, uh, starting Mongero. Um, is this something that you're seeing or is this something, uh, no, okay.
1: I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. So I haven't my, seen that at all, but I don't know, you know, but remember any, any drug can because the liver and kidneys are detoxification organs any drug could affect it you're more likely to be affected by tylenol with the liver and a nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory like ibuprofen with your kidneys but again not common those are rare but i haven't seen that um but certainly uh, if you had normal tests before and then you had elevations afterwards then you want to stop it and, and figure it out um you know but uh, Good point. I just haven't seen that. Uh, I've seen more problems with other medicines, like statins, are notorious for affecting your liver, and um, diabetes in itself can affect your kidneys as well as hypertension. Uh, and that's these drugs reverse those. So um, you always have to weigh the risks versus the benefits of taking any medication, yep. and make sure it's monitored. Get routine uh, chemistry pro- profiles if you're going to be on any long-term drug.
0: Um, thank you so much for, for that question. Cause again, we, we need to talk about these things. That's what this show is all about is let's just, let's have these conversations, you know, let's ask these questions because it's not just you, uh, that are, that are having these concerns. So, so thank you for, uh, for putting that in here. Um, and this is a, an interesting one that came on Instagram. Thank you so much for, uh, for the people who are following us over there. Um, how long does it take for semaglutide to work? not seeing weight loss after three weeks. So this person is, has been on semaglutide for three weeks, hasn't seen weight loss. Um, you know, how would you coach this patient?
1: Um, give it time. Hopefully you're not having side effects to it. But, um, but yeah, give it a little time to work because um, it usually should have had some effect by now, but not all the time. Again, we start out at a really low dose to avoid some of the nausea that you may get from that. Um, so stick with it. You know, you bump the dose up after uh four weeks, and we start out at 0.25 milligram, which is a really low dose, and we go, you know, all the way up to two milligrams slowly. So you're just getting a probably a taste of it right now. So if you if you don't have um any weight loss yet, be patient, um, unless you're having some kind of side effect from it. Um it works in four different ways. Really it delays gastric emptying. That's why you're going to feel full. You shouldn't be hungry on this. I think that's the main way it works, but it also, uh, makes your insulin more effective at taking the, the glucose, the sugar out of your blood and putting it into the cells for energy, hits your appetite control center and decreases the output of sugar from the liver. Um, so, uh, that's how it works. But, um, so stick with it and see. And also while you're at it, you know, look at what you're eating. Um, again, I'm always telling people to eat less carbs. To me, most of the patients I see eat way too many carbs. You don't need to go keto, but you need to go probably lower carb.
0: Is, is um, there, is there a point at which where, you know, someone might think, okay, maybe, maybe my body's not responding to this the way it is for others. Is there kind of a, if it's not if you're not seeing weight yeah. loss after, you know, and again it, it's probably helpful to watch to to write down what you're eating as well because that's really yeah. uh, the people who are seeing the most success they're just not eating the same things as they were you know before getting yeah. on Monchero
1: yeah or a semiglu uh, yeah you know give it a couple months and again if if the semiglutide or Ozempic's not working then you might Switch to Mongero and see if that, you know, I've had a lot of times one will work for somebody, the other one won't and vice versa. So, you know, you've got a couple of different avenues to, to look at and make sure everything else is right. And make sure that's why you need something like a Cleveland panel, blood panel to make sure that um, you don't have a thyroid problem, you know, hormone problem, low vitamin D, all kinds of things. Cortisol um, problem. So it's a good time to kind of evaluate where you are Mm -hmm. metabolically and it's different for different people. You know, life is not fair. That's the first thing I tell all my patients, you know, your beanpole buddy may eat 10 times worse than you do. And, you know, and they're lean, um, people's metabolisms are different. That's why you need to, to work on an individual basis with, with people.
0: Uh, such a great question. Thank you for, for putting that in on Facebook, uh, Sorry, Instagram. Uh, this is an interesting one. I love this question. Um, since stopping Manjuro, my, jo- my joints have been so painful and I can tell I have more inflammation. Is this something Manjuro helps or is it my imagination?
1: Well, it could be either one. Um, you don't know how much weight you lost on it, but people's joints tend to hurt less when they're leaner and they don't have as much weight on them I mean, every pound you lose you take five pounds of pressure off your knees uh, which is where most people start hurting with arthritis degenerative joint disease but um you know i've had a lot of people tell me i had one patient tell me that their add got better with mine so i mean it you know it may be i, I don't know that it specifically has um an anti-inflammatory effect but uh we're gonna we look at all these inflammatory markers on your cleveland panel so we'll see in general fat is inflammatory you know uh, visceral fats a, a, like an inflammatory inducing organ in my opinion uh so it might not be in your imagination so See where you're at. A good way to tell is get back on it and see if it goes away.
0: Super interesting. Uh, Thank you so much for for that. Uh, Came in on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to remind everybody we're getting ready to take live questions. So if you have a question for Doctor Rogers, uh, go ahead and put that in the comments. Uh, Thank you to all you guys who who are just joining us. Welcome into the Performance Medicine Show. Uh, This is where we answer your health and wellness questions and. Uh, this is a this is a fun one. Uh, what was your favorite holiday indulgence? Uh, I'm sure we have a few of our few people on our team that could probably guess at what your favorite holiday indulgences
1: are. Do you mean by drink a drink with that, a holiday drink? Is that what that means?
0: It could it could be a drink. It could be a uh, dessert. Um, it could be okay. you know, anything that that kinda is. Uh, Something that you wouldn't normally eat, but during the holidays, you kind of give yourself a little bit, a little bit of wiggle room.
1: I love that. That's a great question. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, it has to be eggnog. Um, I got this great eggnog from Homestead Creamery called this. It's a different kind of milk. It's a two a two milk, which comes from a different kind of cow. So me being a little lactose intolerant, I can digest that really well. So I like the Homestead Creamery Eggnog, uh, which I found at Fresh Market, and I put a little bit of this De Serrano uh, liqueur in it that just matched up perfectly. I wish I had a picture of that <laughs> bottle of liqueur because some, a uh, couple people got me uh, some. Thank you, Chris. You, you sent me over a bottle of it because you knew I loved it so much. And uh, Yeah, it's really good with that Homestead Creamery Eggnog. The only time I drink eggnog, of course, is around Christmas time, but I really enjoyed it. It's almost like having a dessert. Oh, here it is right here. You won't believe this. Thank you, Jenny, for doing this. So here it is. Here's the eggnog. You see, I've already tapped into it. Not tonight, but I will. And here's the, this stuff is amazing. You can drink this by itself. It's really good. So matter of fact, I may pour me one right now.
0: I'm gonna put this in from uh, from. Lady, can Celeste. you bring me some ice?
1: Hey, lady. <laughs> she probably won't bring it now.
0: Uh, Celeste is saying uh, coffee and warmed up for 30 seconds. What's what Celeste is not saying is what you put in your coffee, because um, oh. I, I have a feeling it's it's not black coffee. Um, but Celeste, of course, is in our Kingsport office, and and she sees when you're when you're you might. I hope be... she's not
1: drinking. <laughs> i surely hope she's one that doesn't drink but
0: no, so, uh, no, it sounds I'm like i'm
1: a drinker i'm i rarely drink alcohol I i'm really, talking about drinking
0: i'm talking about creamer like
1: oh okay <laughs> i thought she was putting something in her coffee no 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 like no, no no like no. That. no no oh, uh, no I, I, <laughs> I think i will I'll make me one right now I'm playing uh, guitar. this is hot this is like a hot special holiday uh podcast so i'm gonna be a little bit looser with things, than I usually am. I'm not gonna be so uptight.
0: I can't. I just can't.
1: My New Year's resolution would be not to be so uptight.
0: You know, you talk. You talk a lot about laughter in in, uh, in today's Common Sense MD uh, episode. So, you know, pour too much. Yeah. So Sorry. as Doc is is pouring himself a, a one of his indulgences uh, for the holiday season. Uh, guys, go ahead and put your put your questions in the yeah. comments. Uh, we are going to uh, start answering your questions live. Welcome in everybody to the Performance Medicine Show. Thank y'all for hanging out with us uh, this evening. Um, let's see here. I wanna uh, I wanna see where we're at. One that we can. Uh, I'll get roses real quick because it's a uh, uh, this was timely with with the talk around Mangero and in uh, the GLP ones, which is Ozempic, Victoza. Can you take Mangiero to lose weight if you're not a diabetic?
1: Certainly, certainly. You know, again, it's off-label, but I guarantee you that company, Lilly, is going to come out with Monjero for weight loss. They'll probably name it something else, kind of like Ozempic's the same thing as Victoza. Um, you know, it's just marketed different. It's the exact same thing. So yes, you certainly can. As a matter of fact, we use it 10 to one for weight loss over, over treating diabetes with it. It's a great diabetic drug as well, but that's perfectly fine to do that. Gosh, half of what every doctor uses is off label. So you sure can, you sure can.
0: Uh, thank you for that question, Rose. And I see, Stacy here is talking about ribelsis, which is another great one for uh, yeah. for weight that's loss. That's an
1: oral. That's an oral one. That's oral. A lot of times, I'll I'll use it. It's a daily thing, and I'll use it when something like Ozempic is not covered by insurance. And it's the hardest part about those two drugs, Ozempic and Mongero, is getting it covered by insurance. It's very expensive. Again, we can we can get semiglutide cheaper. Um, But um, ribelsis is an oral um, ozempic, like it it is semiglutide, um, but it's oral. And you start at a low dose and it's really odd because it's real small, you start out at three milligram, you take it with about just a little bit of water because it really, it works because it hangs onto your stomach. So if, if you drink too much water with it, it'll wash it right through and it won't take effect. And you can't even take, So you move up from three to seven. And two threes do not equal six in this case, because if, if you take one then take another, you're going to wash it right away. That's a little something I learned a few months ago. But, um, I mean, a lot of people, it doesn't seem to work quite as well to me as the once a week shot. Most people way prefer the once a week shot. Um, but for insurance purposes and people that don't want to give themselves a shot, it's certainly an option for you.
0: Uh, thank you for, for that comment there, Stacy. Um, all right, we're going to get to, I see Motaz has a question. Uh, let's see here. Motaz on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, hi everyone. I have a quick question. Does the doc support taking niacin for lowering triglycerides? And if so, what is the dose? Other things to do to lower triglycerides? So this is a triglyceride question. Um, what's your thought of, on niacin for lowering triglycerides dose? And then maybe some other things to lower triglycerides.
1: Yeah, I don't use it to lower triglycerides so much as I do to lower cholesterol. I use it all the time for that. You know, niacin is vitamin B3 um, and it will lower cholesterol. And the good thing about it, it raises your HDL and lowers your LDL. You know, a statin drug will, will not raise your HDL. As a matter of fact, it lowers your HDL, the good cholesterol, as well as your LDL, and can have a ton of side effects. It's not that I don't use statins occasionally. Sometimes I have to, but uh, they do cause a lot of side effects. You really have to monitor it. So, um, but I will use niacin, but you got to be careful with the dose because most people, you know, it's over-the-counter vitamin B3, and the thing because it causes flushing. So it's over the counter and you're gonna get a 500 milligram over the counter dose and you'll take one dose and you'll you'll think you're having an allergic ration. You end up in the ER thinking because your whole face turns red and you think this is an allergic ration, gotta to get to the ER, but really it's just flushing. Um, so I never tell anybody to get straight on 500. I order the 100 milligrams and here's how I dose it. I, I started 100 milligrams. You got a special order that low a does. You take it at night with an 81 milligram aspirin, if you can, and maybe even a little bit, a tiny teaspoon of applesauce, but you do that and you work your, your way up every four nights by another hundred milligrams. So you're aiming to get to around a thousand milligram, one gram. You can even go up to two grams. Uh, but that way you kind of get used to a little bit of flushing. You're going to sleep right through it. Otherwise, it can be rough on you and you won't end up taking it. And remember, the non-flush niacin is, is not going to work for cholesterol, um, it, niacinamide. It has other purposes, but it's not going to lower your cholesterol. Um, for triglycerides, I usually use more diet and I use um, more omega-3s. You know, we look at That's the one thing we look at on the Cleveland is your omega-3s and omega-6s, and we'll see where you're deficient. A lot of times they go hand in hand. Um, so I'm more likely to use that for triglycerides. Um, and there's some other prescription drugs that I use for triglycerides as well. Lopid is one. Uh, but I don't have to use a lot of those. Usually through diet it comes down and uh, through omega-3s. And But you have to use a pretty good dose of omega-3s. If you ever see a study and they come out – Fish oil doesn't. It's not effective. That's because they're not using enough of it. You have to really use a pretty good dose of it. Uh, a few grams, several grams, at least two grams a day, up to four, maybe a little bit more. Um, great question, Motaz. Uh,
0: thank you for this question, Motaz. Great question there. I want to put this in here from uh, from Stacy again for for people in here who are wanting some encouragement. Uh, Stacy's been on Rybelsus since May and have have lost forty five pounds. Not diabetic. That and getting my vitamin my vitamins and hormones right has been life changing. Uh, Stacy, congratulations! Uh, goodness, we're so proud of you. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Thank you for uh, for putting that in there. And
1: you know, there's uh, a way people don't think that there's a way to lose weight. But the way you approach your weight is that it's a metabolic disease. You know, you can't, if you ever get told when you ask the doctor, how how do I lose, if they happen to mention you need to lose some weight, then you go, well, how? I've been trying. I'm going to the gym. I'm, you know, not eating nearly as much. Well, if they answer, "It's, it's simple, eat less and exercise more. That doesn't work. Hardly ever. It's a metabolic problem. You have to address the insulin resistance as well as all the other stuff, like your hormones and your vitamin deficiencies, especially vitamin D. Uh, vitamin D is a hormone that will help you lose weight um, and be in a better mood and prevent cancer, diabetes. I mean, it's just the the bomb as far as a vitamin. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, well, congratulations. That's awesome to hear. And uh, there's a way to do it. There, there is a way for everybody to correct their obesity. Just, I just haven't met a person yet um, that we couldn't help in that matter. I mean, there's some psychological uh, things. That's why we have Dr. Branca that works with us. That's why we have a nutritionist. You know, genetics play a small role in it too. So life is not fair, like I said before, but it can be dealt with. So, um, uh, so I'm, I'm glad. Uh, super,
0: super proud of you there, Stacy. Thank you so much for, for putting in that comment. Um, let's get to uh, Tracy's question here. Uh, question for Doc. What are your thoughts on IV hydrogen peroxide treatments?
1: Um, you know, I'm not against it uh, at all. You know, there's also you can do... Nebulized hydrogen peroxide for when you get um you know, bronchitis, pneumonia, that type mm-hmm. thing. Uh I think it works. Um there's other stuff I prefer to use, but one reason that we give high doses of vitamin C is because it turns into hydrogen peroxide, which is a great healer. So um I'm not against it uh at all. Just seems like when we do C it has so much more broader effects that, than just the IV hydrogen peroxide. Um, so I, I prefer that, but I'm certainly not against it.
0: Great question there, Tracy. Thank you so much. Let's get to Kathy's question on Facebook. Uh, if you were going to recommend any exercise program, what would it be? Cardio or weights, uh, for women, for women in particular.
1: Weights. Um, I just think it's more effective, especially as you get older, uh, especially for women. Muscle strength equals bone strength. Um, you know, you can get your cardio. I like cardio too, but you know, you can walk and ride your bike and all that. Um, but I, I think most people don't pay attention to the weights. and you know, you can use bands. You know, I use a lot of stretch bands. Do a lot of body weight exercises like. Um, You know, of course, push-ups, and I do a lot of uh, squats, even if it's without weight. I do a lot of squats and lunges, and yoga is really strength training as well. Yoga is fantastic as well, so make sure you don't ignore the weight training. You really need the weights, especially as you get older, because you lose muscle every year as you get older. Um, So I'm really into the resistance training more than the cardio um, I think it's just more effective.
0: Uh, great question, Kathy. That's something that you know we need to talk more and more about. We actually recorded an episode with Lucas uh, of dive into diet around uh, uh, building muscle and different ways to go about that. Uh, it's a great
1: podcast. Great podcast. Go into the gym and just look around in the gym. That's a good place to observe different types of exercises. And it seems like to me. When I go to the gym, I see the same people on the treadmill day after day, year after year after year, just going on the treadmill. Their body never changes. Go back in the weight room and see their bodies. They're a lot leaner, stronger. They look better. So that's why I'm a big fan of weight training.
0: Uh, great question there. I'm going to put Michaelia's up. Uh, Michaelia has been listening to the podcast for a while, and she's here with us uh, for the first time live. So so uh, welcome in, Michaelia. So glad to have you in here. Uh, the question is, I am newly diagnosed with Graves' disease. Andy was able to diagnose me with the elevated thyroid levels via the Cleveland panel, and I was able to confirm Graves' through additional testing. I have been trying to do some of my own research. What would your first direction be in healing naturally versus a conventional approach?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Really, I've got a—I'm going to do a a podcast in the next few weeks. I've been trying to get a lot of research done um, with a lot of help from Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. And uh, um, about hyperthyroidism because it's a—you know—it's a lot more rare than hypothyroidism, but and um, can be a lot more dangerous. You know, you can get in that hyperthyroid storm and really have a lot of arrhythmias, too much weight loss. It can affect your eyes permanently. So, um, you know, i would look at, of course, you need an ultrasound of your thyroid. You need the antibodies checked. Um, You got to have something to calm down that thyroid. Um, There's got to be, you know, there's a question because everybody has their own ideas about how to treat it, you know, with radioactive iodine, surgery uh medication um so probably what i would do is get all the baseline tests and i would probably go ahead and get on some medications first i mean andy's really good with treating that we have a lot of people that in our practice that really dig the thyroid treatment Um, but uh ultrasound and check good i'm sure if you're seeing andy's doing it the right way uh, but I'd probably calm it down with some of the medications that we'll use. But look out for the the podcast. We're going to have a really thorough discussion about yeah. uh, Graves' disease really soon. Um, but so before you do a definitive treatment uh, like radioactive iodine, that, that's not my favorite. Um, but let, let's see if we can't get it calmed down before you make any more permanent decisions on on what you're going to do in the long run for that. And again, I'm really big on uh, looking at everything and looking at and and helping you make the decision that you want to do because an endocrinologist may push you towards a radioactive iodine. The surgeon may push you towards surgery, but um, I always start with the gut too. You know, how's your gut doing? I you always know, try to balance the gut with any thyroid disease or any autoimmune disease. Always look at what you're eating, so and check your inflammatory markers. And you're probably having gut issues. I would guess about 99% of people that come to me with these kind of thyroid problems have gut issues. Um, something turned that uh, autoimmune process on. Like I said many times, we're, we're all walking around like a loaded gun something environmentally pull the trigger, uh, whether it be a virus or, um, a lot of different things could, could set it off. Um, but anyway, great uh, question.
0: Michaela, thank you so much for being here. Great question there and stay tuned. We're going to, we, we are, we've been talking about, uh, uh, doing, doing a, a more in-depth podcast on that topic for, uh, gosh, a, a month or so now. So we're, we're going to get on that. So stay tuned. Uh, let's get to the, to the next one here. Uh, let's see, where am I at? I see my brother Steve's here. Happy holidays to you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, let's get to, uh, Mike's question. Can medications like Clomid be used indefinitely for hormone therapy? And is there a risk if it's, uh, of its efficacy diminishing over time? Okay. Yeah, that's a, a great a question. Yeah. of its yeah. efficacy.
1: Yeah, it can. Yeah. When I use Clomid a lot, Um, i just use it for a few months just to see if it'll kind of jumpstart your own production of testosterone. You know, in women, it's more used as a women's fertility drug. But um, Clomid, like HCG, Clomid's appeal, HCG is a subcutaneous shot. um, It's like luteinizing hormone, which is a signal from your pituitary gland, your testicles to make testosterone. And so usually I'll get a baseline LH and FSH to determine whether you have primary or secondary hypogonadism, depends on your age, you know, Clomid's a fertility drug, but so it's going to stimulate, it's not going to affect, it's not going to lower your sperm count. Like if you just went on straight testosterone would, uh, but yeah, you can get um, tolerant to it and it can, uh, the efficacy can diminish over time without a doubt. That's why I use a fairly low dose of it sometimes i use it every other day for a while for a few months and then see if hopefully that kind of jump started your own production of uh, testosterone sometimes i even have to use a combination of clomid or hcg and testosterone um so that's a great question yeah that you don't want to be on that indefinitely because it'll quit working
0: uh thank you for that question question, mike (laughs) Uh, let's get to the uh, next question on Facebook here. I'm uh, seeing if I lost my, my place. I think Misty's. There we go. Uh, Misty is asking, I know we talked about following a low-carb diet of 50 grams of carbs a day and 100 grams of uh, carbs a day when working out while taking Mangero. What would be a good protein goal a day and a good calorie goal? That's, that's a great question. We, don't, we, don't, we talk a lot about right. low carb. We don't talk uh, uh, enough about protein. Uh, so, so thank you for putting yeah. this in here, Mr. You need
1: e. protein. You need your protein to build muscle. And usually a general rule of thumb is one gram per pound of body weight, ideal body weight. Um, not necessarily what you weigh if you're trying to lose a lot of weight, but your ideal body weight um and for most people that's unless they had a problem in high school it's your high school weight Mm. Uh, coming out of high school is the way i look at it um so uh a gram per pound is a good standard if you're working out a lot you may need to go to to a gram and a half of protein um, uh, per pound if you're really lifting a lot of weights but and you're right about the carbs. That's about that's pretty good if you're working doing a lot of cardio or what. You may need to even up your carbs a little bit if you're really training hard. And
0: they're they're For, on uh, she's on monjero as well. So yeah, you know I don't know if uh, if you would change your your advice if uh, if she wasn't on monjero.
1: Not if you're working out quite a bit. Um, again, if you're trying to lose weight, I will always like two things. One is lower the carbs. Two, maybe do some intermittent fasting. And if you can work out in the fasting state in the morning, I think it's the best. Yeah. Uh, a good calorie goal, you know, if you're working out quite a bit, you may you may need two thousand calories. You may need twenty five hundred calories, not that um, fifteen hundred that most people uh, shoot for, or even lower to lose weight. So, and everybody's different. Depends on how what your metabolism like is like, what your guts like how strenuous your workouts are, whether you're doing intermittent fasting or not. Uh, but somewhere around there, if you're working out quite a bit, you could probably handle 1,800, 2,000 maybe. Um, see how you feel, let 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 your energy be the guideline as well. But uh, that sounds like you're, you're breaking your macros up pretty good. Sounds like you know what you're doing, so.
0: Misty, thank you so much for that question. Uh, keep us posted on how that's going. Uh, let's get uh, to Carolyn here on Facebook. Uh, Carolyn asks, what are your thoughts for the shingle vaccine? The latest one is in two parts, and the rumor is Medicare will pay for it starting on January 2023. This, this is a common question we're getting over the last uh, couple uh, couple of months. Um, so what's your thoughts on this?
1: I'm not against it. You know it's called the shingle. It's, it's a two-shot thing. I took the first one a few years ago, felt terrible with it. So I didn't take the second one. Um, but, uh, you know, shingles can be bad. I mean, I've seen some terrible cases of shingles, um, especially when it gets in the eye on the face. If it gets on the tip of your nose, it's going to be in your eye. I treated a case two weeks ago and gotten in one of my patients eyes and, was very aggressive with it because yeah, you know, that's the only eye he could see out of. Mm. So I um, had to really hammer it. In. And I had to send him to an ophthalmologist as well. And uh, it turned out good. But So I'm certainly not against it, um, you know, but um, make your own decision on that. But, yeah, you probably will get it for free, I think, that because it's kind of an expensive vaccine as well. Uh, so it's not a bad idea.
0: Uh, Carolyn, thank you for putting that in there. Um, and I knew I, I knew Steve would 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 try to stump me with a word I can't pronounce. I've been I've been you know on all cylinders tonight, and uh, and he's pulling out dihydromyricetin. Um, so let me let oh, me man. attempt let me attempt this, Steve. Uh, have you recommended dihydromyricetin vine tea, uh, an anti hangover supplement? What form do you recommend taking? Is there a brand you like? Uh, what's your thoughts on this?
1: I don't know about the... I would call it Vine Tea because I can't pronounce that word. But um, but uh, I like NAC as an anti-hangover supplement. Uh, that, that seems to work pretty good. N-acetylcysteine at about 1,200 milligrams. So I don't know about the Vine Tea. You could try it... Um, but uh, I like the life extension anti-alcohol, which is mostly knack. I think there may be a couple other things in it. So I don't, I don't know. Much, <coughs> excuse me, much about it, Steve. But the other thing I do for, you know, I don't drink that much. I don't really have to worry about a hangover. Uh, I would never drink enough to where I'd have a hangover anyway. But um, but unless unless I pour too much of that stuff in here tonight, but I don't think I did. Uh, Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you could try it. Another good thing is to, while you're consuming alcohol, uh, eat some sourdough bread because it soaks all the alcohol up in it.
0: Uh, Steve, of course is, is coaching, uh, doc on, on making sourdough bread and, and, and I, I'll go ahead and say like, you are getting better. I, I hope that, uh, you get some more reps in,
1: um, I know, I know
0: we need more reps. I know the holidays have been, have been busy. Uh, mm. but you're going to get some more reps in. Uh, Steve, wh- and what we'll do is we, we mm. need to talk more about the anti-alcohol supplement because uh, I know it's a it's a popular one in the office, and we need to probably do a breakdown of it because uh, there is uh, quite a few things in there. Uh, so thank you for putting that in there, Steve. Um, let's get to, um, let's see, where am I at? Um, let's get to uh, Natisha here. Uh, Hey guys, what can be done for burning mouth and what causes it? My aunt is struggling with this. I I believe this came up, uh, last week as well. Uh, thank you for putting this in here.
1: Man, that's a, that's a hard one there. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's a, I've just seen a few patients in 36 years of practice with it. And it's, it's a rough one. I mean, uh, nobody really knows what causes it. Some people think it's an autoimmune thing. Again, some trigger, um, But I always think of the mouth as the first part of the the gut, the GI tract. So, um, make sure your guts, um, has some kind of probiotic or, you know, maybe something like digest shields. Always good to take. I, I wouldn't go a day without taking that stuff. Um, but some people use gabipentin, which is neurontin or lyrica. Um, they think it's maybe caused by a nerve, the nerve endings. Um, It's a terrible thing. And, you know, especially if you're eating anything that has any, any kind of spice Mm -hmm. in it at all, it's just terrible. So you have to have a really bland diet. Um, and it can last for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would say look at your gut, look at everything else, autoimmune. Um, see if there's some trigger that you may have, whether it's lack of sleep, extreme stress, some different kinds of foods. I get on a real bland diet and I would get on a good probiotic digestive enzyme uh, combination. And, and there's some, there's some things you could try for it. Um, You know, something I use for lichen planus inside the mouth on the gums, which is a, that's a, not a fun one either. Um, Is which is a prescription uh, treatment. Really, it's, it comes in a cream uh, for eczema, um, but they, they can make it into a solution for you. Um, they can do that at, at a compounding pharmacy that may help calm it down a little bit. Uh, so, that may be something you can try. It's going to have to be outside the box if, unless they've tried something like Gabby Penton on you and it didn't work, which it probably didn't. Um, you know, the other thing I love for those type things is low dose naltrexone, Mm -hmm. LDNA use a lot of low dose naltrexone for different things. And that's one I would definitely put you on, but, um, you might want to come in and see a, uh, a good functional medicine doctor for that. Uh, like, like we do, uh,
0: Natisha, what we'll do is it, we, it came, it's come up a couple different times over the last couple weeks. So so thank you for putting this question in there and, uh, keep us posted. (laughs) Let us know, uh, let us know if you're trying any of those things and, uh, we'll, we'll follow you and, and see how it's doing. Um, let's get to a few more questions here. I see, uh, Max has one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Max is also putting in some words I can't pronounce. Uh, I am diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis and doctor gave me Voltaren and another pill to protect my stomach, but after six days of taking them, I quit because of pain in my stomach. I just started an anti-inflammatory diet. What exactly do I need to do naturally to stop having pain every single day or do you recommend a medication? Uh, someone said she is using a biological called Simsia.
1: Yeah, I mean that ankylosing spondylitis is a is an autoimmune inflammatory type of arthritis. Really, um, they probably diagnose it through some spinal X-rays. Uh, there is a lot of pain involved, um, and it, it's kind of a toughie. But yeah, I'm like you. Voltaren is just an old-timey nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory. Um, so, and then you probably took a a ppi with it so it wouldn't hurt your stomach but it hurt it anyway so probably any of the insets are going to do it so you have to think outside the box the first thing i'll do is look at your gut make sure you're on an anti-inflammatory diet like you say get a good probiotic prebiotic digestive enzymes some like digest shield um and i would you know before you get on a biologic i would probably uh Try some things like low-dose naltrexone, which I love in situations like that. Um, You may even, you know, experiment around with, instead of Voltaren, use something like Meloxicam or Celebrex and one of those that's not so hard on your stomach. Those are my go-to instead of using something like Voltaren or Motrin or some of that group that's harder on your stomach. So I would probably do that um and then think outside the box straighten your gut out think outside the box with maybe some low dose naltrexone um and before you started with a biologic um but the biologics probably help you some too but use those when the other stuff doesn't work
0: all right max thank you so much for that question i hope that helps it uh, seems that uh, he's saying I used naproxen instead of uh, uh, as needed um, off brand. Yeah,
1: I would go. You know, naproxen is going to be tough on your stomach too. Uh, I would I would take meloxicam. It's a prescription medicine or Celebrex. I think they work better. They're once a day and they're a lot easier on your stomach. Um, but try that uh, first, along with maybe some LDN. Look up LDN.
0: Uh, and what we've done, what, what we'll do, Max, if, if you shoot me a message, uh, you can send me an email, ben at performancemedicine.net. I'll, I'll send you a couple links to uh, a few different podcasts we've done on low-dose naltrexone, as well as some articles, uh, if you want to look uh, uh, into that in more detail. Uh, I, I hope I've gotten to most of the questions here. If, if we have any last-minute ones, go ahead and put those in. We'll try to get to every single one. Uh, but before that, I just want to is it okay with you doc if i just send out a couple thank yous i mean this is our yep. uh mm-hmm. last right. show. End of the
1: year this is our last podcast of the year yeah
0: this is our last <laughs> one our last one of 2022 um we're gearing up for 2023 and uh we're gonna you know continue to to work to make this show uh, as valuable as possible to you guys uh like we always say Um, A big reason that this show is so cool is the the people that are with us live, uh, the comments are just so thoughtful, and uh, the questions, I I know, you know, they're they're for you in particular, but they help so many other uh, people who are not only watching live, but uh, people listening to the podcast a week later, Um, so thank you to everyone who's with us live, to everyone who has asked us a question, Uh, y'all make this show so much fun. Um, the other thing is, you know, it's not just me and Doc. There are so many people uh, that help make this show work behind the scenes. Uh, first, I just want to thank Katie Gagley, our operations manager. Uh, she's here every single week in the comments. She co-hosted with me last week. Uh, we could not do this show without you. Uh, you're in the comments being such a great resource. Um, so, so thank you. Uh, my mom, Jenny Rogers. Every single graphic uh, that we've ever put out on this show, uh, every single thing, every single graphic, anything you see uh, on Facebook or YouTube, uh, that is her work. Uh, she puts uh, an ungodly amount of time into every single thumbnail, and she's uh, she behind. She the, a great job. She's behind yeah. the camera right now. Uh, uh, she makes it so easy for us. So, so thank you, Jenny. Uh, mom for for doing everything that you do behind the scenes. And she even uh, walks me through after the show and, and uh, tells me, you know, coaches me up on things that we can do better and things that went really well. Uh, our, our, our offices, we have five locations, six locations now, two in Kingsport. Um, everyone inside of our office um, is just amazing. They're seeing patients every single day. They smile when it's hard to smile. Um, and, uh, I just cannot thank you guys enough. A lot of them, uh, join us here on this show, uh, after a long day of taking care of patients, they still come in and, uh, they chime in in the comments and, uh, we, we certainly, we appreciate you so much and y'all matter so much to everyone that comes into a performance medicine office, uh, and to all of us. Uh, so thank you. Um, who am I? carter's in here carter uh just joined us again and uh she's uh teaming up with katie uh on the business side on the operation side I, I cannot wait for 2023 uh having you here carter uh you're such a blessing to us and your entire family is a blessing i see matt's in here as well uh we love the gaglies thank you guys so much for uh for believing in us and trusting us uh, and the other thing is, I, I want to thank you, Dad. Um, hey, for those who don't know, Doctor Rogers is my dad. Uh, this is <laughs> family time for us, and uh, and a lot of people don't realize that uh, he is seeing patients all day long. Uh, he gets home uh, around five thirty-six. He quickly eats some dinner. Uh, that Jenny gets ready, and uh, and then he jumps on here for an hour to 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 answer questions. Um, People do not understand uh, how much work you put into all this. So, so dad, work.
1: you. And, you and mom and Katie and uh, all I do is answer questions. My part's really easy. You know, well, uh, so you. thank I you. you. Thank you for a great year. You've really made this uh, social media thing great for us. And, you know, I, I can barely turn on a computer. I've never been on Facebook or any of those social platforms unless you've turned it on. And you're somebody like Katie or mom right in front of me. But, uh, so my job's easy, all the works through you guys and I appreciate it. And it's been fun. I enjoy the show particularly, you uh, know, I, mean, we, I didn't know how this would go, but we've done it for a long time and it's fun.
0: Well, I, I learn a lot
1: and, and yeah. hopefully everybody else learns a lot too
0: um it's it's a it's such a great relationship with with everyone who's who's listening watching whether it's tonight or whether it's uh you know a month down the road if you're listening to the show we love you thank you so much uh joy i see you i love you and dan thank you so much amber uh is such a blessing uh to to our team and Go uh, Yo Vols! Got,
1: I mean, they're they're pulling for the Vols. Just, I, I guess I, against Clemson, yeah, aren't Joy they? and Dan, I, I know you guys Hopefully are. going to
0: Y'all are y'all going to be pulling for the Vols yeah. on on Friday night uh, <laughs> against Clemson. <laughs> not, not. Uh, well, they won't.
1: They won't. But uh, I wouldn't bet against. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against Clemson. On it, this
0: one. It's going to be such a good game. I'm I'm pumped about that. Actually, uh, it's going to. I'm hopeful I'm hopeful for a wonderful game. Uh, yeah. uh, man, this has been. It's been such a fun year. Um, I cannot wait for 2023. Uh, we're going to continue to do our best to make this show cool, and uh, we're going to be here every single Tuesday at seven. Uh, so, those who are new to the live show, uh, put it on your calendar. Tuesdays at seven, uh, we will be here to answer any health question you have, um, and uh, we're going to we're going to keep doing it, man. Uh, we love it, uh, Doc. I love you. Um, uh, well, too, it's like you know one of the the great joys of my life to to get to work with you um and and i'm pumped to uh to continue this and to 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 keep oh, building me too. i appreciate um,
1: you even, want, even, even wanting to work with me that's to me that's really great well one
0: it. thing we have to do is uh lisa saying we, we need to end with ike ike's been uh a, a part of our show and, and i'm based on your face i'm kind of thinking he might not make it
1: um, I don't know if, <laughs> if they can hear anything upstairs. They may bring it, bring him down. I hope so. He's worn out. This Christmas has really worn him out. He was playing with six dogs yesterday.
0: We got it. We got to figure out. He We're, was worn out. We got to we, Ike has got to say, "Happy New Year" to, right. to our uh, right. to our crew. Uh, I see. Okay, I see Thelma's question on LDN. Thelma, I'll, I'll make sure we get you a resource. Go ahead um let's get dr ike he he needs a treat
1: i know he does need a treat he's a little bit camera shy
0: (laughs) there he is dr ike's been with us all year uh well no i guess towards the end of the towards the end of the the year of 2022 uh he's gonna be a mainstay with us uh ike we love you man uh He's
1: named after uh, President Eisenhower, um, (laughs) who was the president when I was born back in 1955. Um, There he is. I have his autograph. I I think he's being dragged away. Uh, Uh, Roel, (laughs) Roel, we love you back. Thank
0: you so much for for being here each week, man. We love you. Uh, Real quick, Pop, can we we do this for Thelma uh, before we sign off? Uh, benefits of LDN. Okay. I know it's a lot, but it, uh, it kind of give us the, the bullet points.
1: Low dose naltrexone, which is a prescription medicine, has to be compounded. In higher doses, we use it to get people off of opiates and alcohol. Um, but because it just takes away the pleasurable stuff they get from drinking or taking opiates. But in low doses, it kind of tricks the brain into releasing its own endorphins. So we use it for a lot of autoimmune things. It basically is great for inflammation. It's great for pain in a non-narcotic way. You don't certainly don't take narcotics with LDN because it reverses the action of them. So it kind of works in the opposite way. But, um, you know, gosh, we use it for um, people with thyroid problems, any autoimmune disease or chronic pain. It helps you sleep. It's very safe. We use very low doses of it. The only side effect I've ever seen from it is really um, people may have more dreaming, which basically means they have more REM sleep. I have had a couple, one or two, since i prescribed it hundreds and hundreds of times um, that people just didn't feel well on it, but that's rare. Um, So it's, it's a really good kind of outside the box thing. If you're not getting anywhere with your autoimmune disease or even your even pain, you know, a lot of people use it for chronic pain. Um, so it's really, you may want to try it. It is a prescription medicine, you need to come talk to us about it, or maybe do a phone consult, but, um, Great question, though. Lot, uh, most you. people don't know about, about LDN. Thank most you doctors for, don't don't know what it is. But
0: and, and Thelma, if you want if you want links to uh, other resources around LDN, shoot me an email tonight, uh, Ben at performancemedicine.net. I'll send you the the links to the shows we've gone in more depth around it. I see Max has done that. Thank you, Max. Uh, let's get to Andreas real quick. I know this is impossible to do bullet points around but is the dementia reversible or at the very least able to be slowed down? Yeah,
1: uh, I think it is. I think it's, if you catch it early, especially it can be reversible. Well, you want to prevent it, but yeah, you need to rule out any, uh, you know, metabolic cause for it first. I mean, it could be low folate, you know, there could be a lot of reasons for it. There's a lot of different types of dementia. Most people think about Alzheimer's, which my mom had, uh, but there's a lot of different types of it. And I think it can be, uh, definitely slowed down unless it's in stage. It's going to be very hard to reverse it at that stage, but certainly even going on a ketogenic diet has been shown to, uh, reverse it tremendously for years. Um, there's a lot of good research on that. If you dig into it, um, you know, you might even, uh, Check the book out, The End of Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah. Great book by Dr. Bredesen at UCLA and one of the gurus of uh, dementia. Great book to read. If you read that book, you have a lot of hope. So, um, you know, always have hope about that. But get if you see signs of it, definitely none of the medications that have been FDA approved for it really work, like Aricept and Amenda. Those those just they don't work basically um and there's there's a new one out that's going to be unbelievably expensive that really probably is not going to work either um, according to everything i've read but they're always researching it but it's it's amazing how many decades they've been trying they've never come up with a a really good drug for it so certainly uh the the more natural ways are better than the drugs for it um
0: Real, real quick. Let's get this for Luana. Um, safe with Eliquis. I'm assuming this, uh, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Luana. Um, safe uh, LDN is LDN safe with yes. uh, Eliquis?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eliquis is a blood thinner. Yeah, it's safe with Eliquis. All yeah.
0: right. All right. If there's no more last-minute questions, uh, we are going to uh, sign off. It's been such a uh, an amazing year. hope Everybody has a happy and healthy. Uh, new Year. I hope everybody. Uh, I wish everybody just a, a wonderful twenty twenty three, happy and healthy. Uh, we're gonna be here for you guys uh, every single Tuesday at seven p.m. Thank you so much for making the show uh, as great as it is. Um, it's uh, you guys make it what it is. So, uh, so thank you for being here each week. Uh, we love you, Pop. We're signing off, man.
1: Thanks, Ben. Great show. See you in the new year,
0: guys. Happy New Year. See you guys next week, Tuesday at seven. 2023 here we come we're signing off my outro i see grandma mary's here i love you grandma Uh, i will see you in the new year as well looking for my outro love you guys thank y'all for everything thank y'all for making the show uh everything that it is we love you
1: don't go away